This morning, God wants us to share this faith, share this good news. So we are emissaries of a kingdom, and we are ambassadors, and we're to speak for the king. Amen? I had my grandkids over the uh, yesterday, and uh, one of my favorite books to read them, it was actually one of my favorite books to read my children. I loved reading this at night to my kids when they go to bed. You may not have known it. It's a, not a popular uh, Dr. Seuss book. It's called Marvin K. Mooney, Will You Go Now? Who's heard of this book? Anybody? Okay, we have a few of you. I liked it because I would, I would get so dramatic with it. And my kids thought that was hilarious. The time has come. The time is now. Just go. Go. I don't care how. You can go by foot. You can go by cow. Marvin K. Mooney, will you please go now? This is a good book to have on your coffee table when you have company over. And it's just getting a little too long in the evening. You can go on skates. You can go on skis. You can go in a hat. But please, go, please. I don't care. You can go by bike. You can go on a Zyke bike if you like. If you like, you can go in an old blue shoe. Just go, go, go. Please do, do, do. Marvin K. Mooney, I don't care how. Marvin K. Mooney, will you please go now? You know, that struck me as could this be the attitude of the Lord? What's it going to take the church to go? You can go by shoe. You can go by cow. Just get out there and win the lost. Will you please go now? Will you please go? What will it take after we've heard this great commission of our Lord for us to go I mean, Marvin K. Mooney, you didn't expect to hear that in a sermon this morning. But it's a children's book, and sometimes the message has to be so simple. How many of you remember primers? Well, we call them primers. They're primer is the correct term, a primer. How many of you, anybody remember this? Think and do book? A think and do book, right? And, and of course, we had Dick and Jane and their dog, right? These are primers. These are basics. And somehow the church, I think, has lost the basics. We need to get back to a primer of what we're about. It's a first-level instructional book on a subject, typically short and very direct. Did you know that the first book of the early church was a primer? It was the Gospel of Mark. The shortest of the Gospels, it was written before all other Gospels, The only thing written at the time that Mark was written were Paul's letters or epistles to some of the churches. This was the first story. Mark coined the term gospel. It's a short primer. And the point is to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew and Luke both took the primer of Mark and expanded it into the gospel of Matthew and the gospel of Luke. Both of them contain the Gospel of Mark. It's the first book. It's the most basic book for the church. And it's a primer. 
and it's basically how to be a follower of Christ Jesus. And so this morning I want to share what does it mean to be a sent one. That's what the Gospel of Mark is all about. The Gospel of Mark takes the twelve and isolates them throughout the entire story. You don't read about any other of Jesus' followers. In Matthew and in Luke, we see that there were up to 70 and 72 that He sent out. There were many who followed Him, but not in the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark zeroes in on just the twelve because He wants to use the twelve as a template as to what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And through the twelve, we learn how to be sent ones. Ambassadors for the kingdom of God. The word apostle in the Greek is the word sent one. Basically an emissary. And so in Hebrew, it's shahulach. A shahulach is a sent one. So the apostle... in the Greek word, is equivalent to the Hebrew word shaluach, meaning sent one. It's an ancient oriental legal agent or an emissary that represents someone else with full authority. That Hebrew term appears 700 times in the Old Testament. In the Greek Septuagint, it is translated apostle. So when Jesus talked about apostles, His sent ones, when He told them to go, He was using the Hebrew term shaluach. And that shaluach was an emissary or an ambassador. He would designate them to send them. How many of you know the Great Commission? That is where you and I have been called to be apostles in the general sense, emissaries of the kingdom of God. He says this, Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth and below the earth is given unto me. Go therefore and make what? Disciples. More emissaries, more sent ones. Go and make more followers of Christ, disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is a commandment to go to all nations, to make disciples. And once you make disciples, you are to teach them to to be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what an emissary does. And I'd like you to have the mindset that when Jesus was sending out the twelve, He was sending out every disciple He would ever have till the end of time with this commission. This commission is our commission. And as we're to go as apostles in that sense of being commissioned as an emissary, I want you to understand what authority you have as an emissary or an apostle or a shulak uh, as a person to go in the authority of Jesus Christ. Because it comes from a very specific meaning of being a sent one. 
And it expounds that the one who has the authority being sent, one commissioned with that authority. Do you remember what Jesus said? All authority is given unto me in heaven and earth and below the earth. Now therefore, go. Marvin K. Mooney, I don't care how. Marvin K. Mooney, will you please go now? Insert your name for Marvin K. This is our commission. We've been given the authority of Christ to go. The Father has given Him all authority in all of the created universe. He now sends you. And look at this. Number one, the deed performed by the emissary is the deed of the sender. That's how it's viewed. So if Jesus is going to send you and you go, you represent Jesus. He goes further and it says, the emissary's limb that performs the mission is the sender's limb. Didn't Jesus say, you are my hands and feet? We're the body of Christ. He means that literally. Do you understand this? He means that if you touch someone, He's touching someone. If you walk somewhere, He's walking somewhere. If you embrace someone, Jesus is embracing someone because you are His representative. He goes on and he said, number three, the emissary himself, not just his or her limb, is the sender's. You're the message. We've got to take the Word... If we're taking the verse of Scripture to somebody, Jesus is speaking to them. Oh no, Pastor, you got it wrong. I I spoke that. I said that. If you said it under the authority of being commissioned to go, He says it. You understand the backing you have from heaven here. He goes on, the emissary is not just as the sender, but actually is the sender. You're Jesus with skin on. The Spirit of Christ dwells in you. That's why Jesus said, it is better for you that I go to the Father so I can send the Spirit. Why? Because He's going to multiply His presence in the earth. This is basic stuff, but we've forgotten it. When we go, when we share the Gospel, we think of our own inept self. It's not about you. If you touch someone, Jesus is touching them. If you cry with someone, Jesus is crying with them. We are Christ in this earth. 1 John says it. As He is, we are in this earth. We are emissaries. We are sent ones. Whatever an emissary acquires, his master acquires. If he sent you to go buy something and you buy it, it's his what? Anything you own is His. That rent you don't know how you're going to pay for, it's His. That car that got smashed or you've got to take it in to get fixed once again. Our God's our provider. Our God's our helper. Sometimes things slip out of our hands, don't they? 
Maybe he's the one who got rid of it for us. I don't know. But the dynamic is here. In the ancient Middle East, an emissary represented not just for the other person, but literally became that person that sent them. That's what an apostle is. A sent one is an ambassador or an emissary of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, that's you. You excited about that? That's you. I can back this up with a few words that Jesus said. Matthew 10.40 Whoever receives you, receives me. And whoever receives me, receives him who sent me. You see the principle. God so loved the world, He gave His Son. He sent the Son. That's why Jesus said, all authority and power has been given unto Me. That's why the Roman centurion said, God, Jesus, you've got to heal my, my son. Or, or my, I forget if it was his servant or his son. I can't remember. And, and he said, and Jesus said, you want me to come? He said, you don't have to come to my house. Because he understood the principle of an emissary. He said, you just have to say it. Because he said, you are a man under authority. He, if you've been given authority, see, and Jesus went, what? He said, I can't find this kind of faith and understanding in all of Israel. This guy gets it. Because he was a soldier. And when his superior gave him authority to do something, he took authority to do it. Right? And that's Jesus. He was given all authority in heaven and earth and below the earth through the power of the resurrection. He's the sent one. Everything He said, He said His Father told Him to do. Now, Jesus says, I'm sending you. So whoever receives you, receives Me. And if they receive Me, they receive the Father. That's why there's... No other name under heaven by which men can be saved. God did not send any other name. God did not send any other avenue. All authority comes through the sent one, Jesus, who now sends you. Luke ten sixteen. The one who hears you, hears me. The one who rejects you, rejects me. The one who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. Are you getting this? I've had my feelings hurt when people have rejected me. I've told them about Jesus. It hurt my feelings that they said I was a hater or I was, an ig I was ignorant or I was stupid for what I believed. I felt bad. I should have felt worse for them. They've just rejected Jesus and ultimately the Father. Do you see the authority that is given unto us? We've made witnessing. We've called it, now we call it witnessing. We, we call it, a, it is, it's evangelism. We call it witnessing, but in reality, it's bringing the presence of Jesus to somebody. Bringing the authority of heaven to somebody. Bringing Jesus, literally, to somebody. Now, there's one element that an emissary was supposed to express 
in the delivery of his message or whatever he was purchasing for the one who sent him. And that was joy. Joy was essential for the mission to be fully completed. It must be completed with an attitude of joy. The emissary should not go if he doesn't have joy and exude joy. This is a necessary step in the commission of an emissary because joy implies that the emissary is not forced to carry out his mission but is happy to do so for the one he serves. Joy is an essential element. In the Talmud it says this, His heart lifted His feet and it became easy for the journey. If Jesus asks you to do something, it should be accompanied with a spirit of joy, not dread, not complaining, not being miserable. Oh, this again. No, but a spirit of joy. And you know it from Romans 10, which is actually quoting Isaiah 52, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news. There should be a spring in our step. Church, it's about time we got back up again on our feet. This whole COVID and election and all the weirdness all around us has has driven us to our knees, praise God, but it's time for us to have a spring back in our step and get reacquainted with what God's asked us to do. We've got a job to do. Let's do it with joy. Everybody else is grumbling. Everybody else is complaining. There has to be a spirit of joy on the church. I believe that's what's coming. Because there's a mission He's called us to do. Touch lives for Jesus. Preach the good news. And there's joy. And there's no better story. It's found in Mark chapter 6, verse 7-13. to 13. It's also found in Matthew 10. I'm going to take you through Luke. It's a story when Jesus sent the twelve. That's in Mark. In Matthew and Luke, He sends 70. In Luke, it's 72. What's going on here? All of them work. The twelve is because He's through the apostles. He's teaching that all disciples are commissioned to go. In Matthew, with the 70, He's talking about... Do you remember when Moses prayed for His anointing to pass on to all the elders in the camp. And God took the fire off of Him and put it on to the Spirit on all 70. And Moses cried out, Oh, that all the children of God would have the Spirit. That was a prophetic utterance unto our day. Luke says 72. That's okay, because how many of you remember Joshua came running up back to Moses and said, there's two guys in the camp that are still prophesying. There's your 72. All right, that's an aside. Anyways, this story, Jesus tells them to go into the cities and towns, and He commissions them. He sends them. They're His emissary. They're His apostles. They are the ones who are to go with full authority representing Him. And what did they do? Two things that represented the kingdom. They preached repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And the evidence that the kingdom of God was at hand is they healed and delivered people from demons. They healed the sick and brought deliverance. Do you remember this? Read it. 
And he goes on to say in Luke 10, verses 17 to 21, the one who hears you, hears me. The one who rejects you, rejects me. The one who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the enemy and power of the enemy. Nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In that same hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit. Because right then and there was the fulfillment of Moses' cry, oh, that all the people of God would prophesy, would have the Spirit of God. And here it is, the twelve or the seventy go out and they begin to cast out demons and they come with joy. The kingdom of God should be filled with joy because we're connected to Jesus. And he said, you know what? You guys are excited by seeing the power of God flow through my authority in you. He said, but there's something better than that. Your name is written down in the heavenlies. That means you're on the ledger. That means you have the authority of heaven. Wow. There's got to be joy in what we're doing. We are serving a mighty God. He has called each one of you. If you are born again, you are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're being trained and you are learning how to represent Him. When you have an unction of compassion, it's Him. When you have a, a sense that you should pray, it's Him. When you want to reach out to somebody, it's Him. You're never alone in this. It's not you, it's Him. And it's not just Him, it's the Father through Him, through you, touching lives. They may not receive it. Did people reject Jesus? Absolutely, if they rejected Him, they will reject you. But they're rejecting Him once again. But don't stop. You have the authority. In your voice is the authority of heaven because your name's written down in the Lamb's book of life. There's a spirit of joy that the church needs to come back into. And with it, we will begin to see the anointing of Jesus and His presence flow. Trust Him. And so, in conclusion, I say, proclaim the good news. And as you proclaim the good news, you must live the good news you got to live like you got some good news. you got to live as if Jesus is living in you. We've turned Christianity into a belief system. It's not a belief system. It's a possession and an ownership. He's in me. And so, I say to you, disciples of Jesus, I don't care how. I don't care when. Will you please go now?
You can go on skates. You can go on skis. You can go in a hat. Please go. Please. You can go on stilts. You can go by fish. You can go in a crunk car if you wish. You can go by lion's tail. You can stamp yourself and go in the mail. (laughs) Disciples of Christ, don't you know the time has come to go, go, go.